Hello, welcome to the Two Medics podcast. My name is Drushkin Wardner. I'm a cardiology registrar subspecializing in chronic intervention. And my name's Beth and John. I'm a GP trainee, X neurosurgery trainee. I guess I'm still specializing in everything and nothing at the same time. But we also specialized in something a little bit different this week, didn't we? We did. We were like experts called upon to impart wisdom upon people or something. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Is that what you're referring yeah. to? It was something like inherently wrong with that sentence, isn't it? But it felt yeah, nice yeah. to feel like we were wanted in some sort of capacity. But yeah, yeah. Therusha and I were was invited by or asked by Johnny Gookie and the med ed master to join him on a panel talking about kind of social media and medical education at a medical education conference in Manchester, which was a quite a nerve wracking experience. Cause I think we both didn't know what we were letting ourselves in for. And then actually it was quite, I thought it was quite a good thing to do. And we had some good feedback. And I meant I got to finally see you in 3D as well. Like it was odd. I know. No longer seeing you through a screen. And I was like, oh. Yeah. That must have been a really big highlight for you. Yeah. Like, I yeah, it was. It was the best bit of my week, to be fair. <laughs> no, but oh, God, it didn't. Wait, so is nice. that it? Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Okay. Just, I thought yeah. you were going to say 2023. It was the best bit of the first part of the week for me. <laughs> The second half is it's still got Friday, Saturday, Sunday to go. So I'll get back it's to you on that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It depends. And I'm going to a bottomless brunch on Saturday. So oh, the, the leadership board can all change. But <laughs> in all seriousness, though, it was so good to meet you. And we met lots of other people oh, yeah. as well that we'd interacted with on Twitter. But I just felt like I was like, oh, my God, I'm finally like, because obviously I class you as a really good friend. But I'm like. I guess there was still a part of me that thinks, does this guy really yeah, exist? He's not quite real. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know I speak to him on, on a very regular basis, but I was like, but he still might not be real. Like, there might yeah, be yeah. AI. Yeah. But I was made up to see that you were a real person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, we had a good time. And there was, there was the toilet issue, which seemed to bring a lot of our oh, friends together on Twitter. And have you recovered from that God, yet? Yeah. That was really weird. So I feel like we should explain that. Should we start that from the beginning? <laughs> We start from the beginning. So we went to DMEC, which I had to look up beforehand because I hadn't heard of it before, but DMEC is delivering excellence in medical education. And that's where the great and the good are involved in medical education. So that involves people from the Royal Colleges. The president of the DMC was there. The medical director. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like. I think Johnny described it as lots of policymakers. So there was like non-clinicians, clinicians, students. Yeah. A really good mixture of people. And uh, so, yeah, that was, so that was on the Monday, but we caught up on the Sunday, didn't we, Therusha? And yes. what happened after a grand total of one beer? Can you tell us what happened, please? Was it, it wasn't one beer. It was we had least... one beer. No, we had one beer. One beer. No, but we'd had some of the restaurant. So we went to the Korean place. Oh, yeah, we, we had two beers. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Don't, under, don't three beers. do that to me. Don't do that to me. Yeah. So yeah, so we went to this Korean barbecue place and I was a little bit surprised that we had to cook the food ourselves in this yeah, kind of like pan so... in front of us. It was, it was a lot really of pressure, really isn't it? It was really good. Was and I have to commend your cooking and... skills because neither of us ended up with salmonella. And I, did, I did need a bit of a weight loss it. kick before Christmas. And, and <laughs> that could have been the one, but we were, <laughs> I was very well looked after and it was, food was cooked beautifully. Thank you for that. Yeah. So me getting stuck in the toilet is nothing to do with that. That was just a kind of coincidence. Oh, yeah, no, it yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we thought, okay, we should get so at this Korean place, the dessert section wasn't plentiful. So we thought, oh, we'd like order something on Uber. And whilst we're waiting for that, I thought, okay, 
just quickly to the loo, went to the toilet, and then somehow I managed to get into the toilet absolutely fine. That wasn't a problem. But somehow when I was trying to unlock the door, nothing was happening. It wasn't, I could feel the mechanism wasn't working. And oh. it was panic. There wasn't at the degree of, oh my gosh, how long am I? What's going to happen? You did and then I, I was like, Oh God. I was worried that I didn't have phone reception. So thank God I had phone reception. Yes. Because I then had this phone call from you and I was like, but he's, where's he gone? And then you <laughs> yeah. was like, oh shit. Shit. Literally. Can you imagine that if I didn't, you'd have been like, oh. That was really weird. He's just abandoned me. First of all, I would have thought you'd had some maybe toilet trouble from the restaurant. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to let, I'm going to give him some peace. But I think I probably would have started sending out the search party after about 30 (laughs) minutes. I would have wanted to respect your privacy, but oh man. So then they, I obviously couldn't tell you were sending me pictures. I could see some bits, but I wasn't sure what the discussions outside to begin with. Were they, they were telling me to pull on oh, the was, thing and I'm like, mate, was so how many different bizarre. ways can you pull on the lock that doesn't work? Yeah, it was so bizarre because the guys, so when, when I went to find help and I, I like caught up with one of the hotel workers and I said, oh, look, my mate's stuck in the toilet. <laughs> and I think it's because I said that he's, he's locked, but the lock's not working. And he acted as if this wasn't the first time this had happened. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to get the guy. So then this guy came with some sort of skeleton key, but I was like, but no, it's like, the twisting thing and then they kept telling you to twist it and I was like no but he is look it's not moving and then they started having this little debate between themselves and they were like oh this is not working so I said so what are you gonna do and they said oh we'll call maintenance but he doesn't actually work here he's at home and like and they put him on speakerphone they had to get him on FaceTime in the end because they were trying to show them this they were trying to show him this lock then the hotel work, so he was like saying to the hotel workers, like, look, you need to get a screwdriver and start taking this off now. And they were so cheeky. They were just like, oh, but that's his job and we shouldn't be doing his job for him. And I was like, my friend is stuck in the bathroom. Just get a screwdriver. <laughs> this made this man go to the office and get, came back with eight different screwdrivers and they started unscrewing the lock. But then all the screws yes, came ma'am. out. Yeah, but the lock didn't even budge. I was like, oh my God. But then now maintenance man came and it ended up having to take hinges. Yeah. Then the door came off and Xander actually suggested the hinges. So I said, so I then passed that message on and they were like, oh no, that's the last resort. And I was like, see, I think we're at the last resort. Yeah. But it was the way they shook your hand as you came out. Yeah. Like like, like, down a well. But oh seriously, it was quite a long time, wasn't it? it Whilst was. they were trying all these things. And fair play to you. I think you did remarkably well. I, think I, I had a just... phone battery. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think if I'd have run out of phone battery, I'd have just got insane. I'd have just I would have sang to you through the door. Like, they, would have, they would have done it. If I'd have done it quicker, then they were just like, oh my God, just break it down. <laughs> I would just like to sing sea shanties to one another. But, so that was eventful. And I had thought because like early start the next morning. And mm-hmm. by this point, when we got out, the dessert had arrived, though, so uh, it coincided. It was, yeah, the, the it was like dust. the guy had been waiting outside for that moment. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah, give like, it to you guys. Here you go. Here's yeah. a reward for your patience. Yeah. And so that was okay. That was ended good. well. Slept well. And then we had the... the <laughs> I was going to say outbreak because that's yes. so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The so break, I, I yeah. So I couldn't... So I was feeding back to my colleagues this week about the conference, and I couldn't... I just couldn't remember the term breakout session for the life of me. And kept calling it to my colleagues, the outbreak sessions. And they were just like, what type of infection conference was this? I think that sounds better, to be honest. It does. It sounds more like dramatic, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So at the outbreak breakout session (laughs) that we had, which was about 
good. So the kind of a title was social media and the the fight. Uh, uh, med- no, medical education. Social media, it? the battle for medical Bat- education, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And there were a number of different topics there, but it really centered around the role, the important, crucial role that social media can play in medical education. It talks about things like leveling or reduce flattening hierarchies and access to educators mm. and things. But of course, like one of the kind of forthright topics was about kind of anonymity and social media, given like the proliferation of which is UK the subreddit and anons on Twitter and met with a lot of chatter on Twitter as well, right? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think there was a lot, there was, I feel obviously there was expected flack to some extent because that's just the nature of debate, isn't it? And I think, I think there was some, I can't remember the exact comments, but I think there was some kind of insinuations that like, oh, look, it's Johnny and his mates and blah, blah, blah. And actually Johnny did try and get, an equal spread and someone from one of the reddit moderators was meant to have come but unfortunately couldn't make it and but that was the whole point wasn't it was to get like a kind of a spread of opinions and i think even with and because tanya dr tanya was with us as well and i think like overall we had a really good like we certainly all weren't on the same page absolutely not in Mm. terms of the discussion and from the audience as well it it got a lot of engagement didn't it from Mm. various people and it's funny, wasn't it? Because even before we had the session, there were some murmurs online, kind of questions that could potentially be posed were being hidden and being deleted. And that's just kind of nefarious. And you're like, these are just specious claims, easily disproven, but they seem to just be perpetuated again and again. And you're like, I, I don't see short of trying to ask questions what questions are you trying to ask then why don't you ask them on twitter yeah. responding to those and that's the thing and, and i think the people that were like raising these complaints because people had gone to them in private messaging and said oh can you raise this like they weren't even there at the conference or they weren't even logged on and it was because johnny made a good point because actually we managed to all the questions that were apparently hidden and deleted we, we just found on the conference app like they were there for everyone to see and it's Johnny made a good point. Like, if you are concerned about questions and the IT and stuff, like approach someone at the conference first. And I do get like how it's very sensitive topics were being discussed in terms of the long-term workforce plan for the NHS. And to be fair, the plenary about the kind of the first the opening thing of the day, I did find very disappointing because the lady spoke about the NHS long-term workforce plan and mentioned very briefly about SAS and specialty grades and uh, specialist grades and MAPs and all that sort of thing, but was quite vague about it as well. And I think we expected a lot more from that. So I can certainly see like the contention because I felt it myself, but it's how that goes into like claims like that. It was quite a big claim to make, like you say, isn't it? It's, um, was, yeah, I think we managed to show that and I'm keen to watch it back actually and see because it's because we were also trying to tweet about the conference and it was quite hard doing that like multitasking wasn't it like trying to listen and promote it as well and yeah I'd be keen to listen to that back because I was thinking oh was I should I have been disgruntled as I was I think I probably should have been because I was like give me details god damn it but yeah. um but yeah and I think for like for the, for the opening kind of thing I was thinking like lots of people were lots of the clinicians in the audience were a bit disappointed but but yeah, I think it was a really good experience overall. Yeah. And then we planned on going on. I figured it'd be cool to do some kind of experience and stuff afterwards. So we found that VR kind of gaming experience was has a Ghostbusters theme, which we're very excited about. Unfortunately, one of the things, typical me, I didn't read in the small print, it was supposed to turn up 10 minutes earlier. 
We turned up about <laughs> 10 minutes late. Th- no, we were literally like, like two minutes late. And was I think it? I'd, oh, God, I'd fannied about with a, because it was raining and I'd fannied about with an Uber and it was hard to find because it was in the shopping yeah, right. precinct, wasn't it? But anyhow, oh, she yeah, was like, access to computer says. And then we no. ended up, yeah, <laughs> we did Angry Birds, which was still fun. Though, yeah, wasn't it, it was like, still it was fun. Still and I feel like I had a workout. It was just like, it's yeah. like a headset, was it? It was like this, we had to wear like these visors, like a baseball cap kind of thing that had these antenna, antennas on it. And we were in like a box and it was like the walls and the box were like interactive, wasn't it? So that you could touch them and things would happen. I don't think I'd realise how complicated and how much logic was involved in Angry Birds until that moment. And Johnny was obviously, he so admitted good, to me, he? he'd had yeah. that on his phone. Because I think the, the amount of difference in the leaderboard between us all was like <laughs> yeah. quite remarkable. But yeah. I definitely feel yeah. like I had a bit of a workout doing that. It was quite surprising. Yeah. That was fun. And the other fun thing was that you could order drinks to have like during. Yeah, they used, they'd come in with like a little can of gin and tonic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And a bag. There's something that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was was really good. That's a recommendation. So if people wanted to do that, was it called? It was like. um, It's called the Immersive Game Box. And there's also a Squid Games one at the moment. If no one's. (laughs) We seem to be doing these television recommendations every so often. Squid Games, obviously on Netflix, brilliant show. But on Netflix at the moment is Squid Game, the challenge. So like a real life version. But this is probably not a spoiler, but the people don't actually get shot in the challenge version. They just get splattered on on the chest. There's no death, fortunately. But and I think it's and so they're doing like a Squid Game one as a limited time. I thought that was that would be quite good. Kind of doing some of those challenges. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that we went to the streams, which I, which I enjoyed. That was good. Yeah, um, yeah, I had a lot there. That was good. I had a lovely mango lassi IPA there, which was uh, quite tasty. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I'm like I'm just a sucker for those knobby craft beers. Like <laughs> I just yeah, <laughs> love them. Throw it up. Good. Okay, we've obviously plugged those. We need to plug our sponsors. So at Scrubs underscore UK. So at S C R B S underscore UK. They put you in Scrubs. They make fashionable, really good, look, fashionable, really good looking, they comfortable. If I do say when, so myself, when, do. when Jamie Sherrington wears them, they look fashionable. Yeah, exactly. He just could make anything look good. Oh god! They're also practical, durable, loads of pockets, great scrubs for you to wear if you work in a clinical environment. So doctors, allied health professionals, nurses, carers, vets, dentists, dentist technicians, they have scrubs that are perfect for you. If you use our promo code, which is two medics T W O M E D I C S ten ten percent off. So do check them out and treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um, treat yourself. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is another really important topic because it's very topical. Advent calendars. You said, have yes. I got one? Let me pose that to you first because you asked the question. Have yes. you got one? Yeah, because I, re- I realized, I think the last time we recorded the podcast was like the end of November, wasn't it? So we hadn't come into advent calendar season. So I do have one. I have a Reese's peanut butter cup one. Good. But of which I made... Like the biggest error. So day one, I was like made up. I unwrapped that stuff and I was just like, oh, look, I've never had this one before. It's milk chocolate on the outside and white chocolate on the inside. So I popped it in my mouth all in one to realize the brown bit was in fact a wrapper. And then I was like, why am I chewing this for so long? I didn't realize it was like another wrapper I should have peeled off. And I was like, oh, God, that teaches me such a lesson for for being greedy. Absolutely. My dog also has one. She has some sort of... So it sounds better than what it is. Like, it's called a cheese fondue doggy advent calendar. And I was expecting something grand. But behind every door is just the same brown triangle-shaped treat. 
So I have no idea what that has to do with cheese fondue. And I'm just hoping we don't get them mixed up because I'm sure she'd love the <laughs> peanut butter ones, but I'm not sure. I'd just That's love this mystery bad. brown triangle treat as mine. But I saw some cool ones. Yeah. There was I always like, so I've had the wine ones in the past, but the wine was like pretty shoddy. But I saw a Lego one this year. I wouldn't mind trying that one next year, actually. You get like a little figure yeah. each day. That's the thing you don't, I don't know. In the ones that I've had, I had a Lego Star Wars one. And whilst that was cool, you'd cut sometimes get just like pieces for bits. And it wasn't like, it'd be cool if you got a little figure every day. Yeah. So it wasn't oh, no, that amazing. Right. So yeah. So, and one year I did get like a kind of Clarins one, which was really nice. It had lots of like Ooh, cool yeah. Yeah, bits of skincare stuff. This year, like me and Joe were like, oh, we won't because they're always just find them a little bit anticlimactic. But then I ended up yeah. her, calling the Caterpillar one because I was like, oh, oh that's like the kids had one. So I was like, oh, yeah, so that's such a good one. one. Do they actually have any <laughs> cake or is it just like the faces, like the sweet I think, faces? I think the big, there's a big one at the end, which I think might be a cake. Oh, but cool. Think, yeah. Yeah. But I think he maybe, I don't know, actually, if that's a good idea to have that at the end, but. It's a, yeah, it's just a stale cake. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, I know. Like, really, like, hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, months later. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's a largest one. And the kids have got... Jo actually did, like, a kind of... She bought one of those... Or ones that you make yourself. Oh, amazing. Yeah, but I think, like, Aaron... So he's just turned three, and he's just really struggling with the concept of delayed mm. <laughs> gratification. Because he obviously sees the, all those other yeah. days. And he's, well, I've got this now. There's there. I could, no, I know, that's it. but that one, I can see it. I can like, literally so see it. Yeah, it, he's like, living it in the now, sense. isn't he? Yeah. But I, I saw a tweet and it was a guy, it was on the 1st of December and he was like, day one advent calendar done. And he'd eaten like the whole advent calendar. So that was his day one. And then he was like, I've got oh, another one for t- an advent calendar. calendar a day. And Every I was day. like, oh, that's see, the way to do it, my man. Yeah. yeah, living his best life. You know, there are people like us, like dicking around, just having one little portion per day. And this person know, is... Living in 3023, man. Like, exactly, way ahead, man. <laughs> way gotta, ahead of us. We've got to move on. Now, looking back at 2023, you mentioned Spotify unwrapped. I love this you part see, of the year. Yeah, I think... I've got to say, like, I've let myself down a bit this year because oh, I, I have been same. quite, like, retrospective, like, music-wise. Like, I haven't listened to a lot of new music, which is a bit of a doubt. Like, when I was looking through the songs that I listened to, I was, I seem to have been absolutely obsessed. I, I guess this is, like, completely, like, this is true. I'm completely obsessed with the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Like, about oh. half of the songs I listened to again and again with Spider-Verse. And quite a few like Bring Me The Horizon songs, but quite old Bring Me The Horizon songs and quite a lot of metal. And I think that's like, there's a band that kind of, that Chris Wilde recommended to me, which is Our Hollow, Our Home and uh, uh, and Bleed From Within. So they're both like metal bands. What about yourself? What was in your... Yeah, so, I, so I'm just, I have Spotify on pretty much all day, every day. And I was disappointed with myself. And I don't know, like I... So I feel like my I feel like my music tastes are probably not very contemporary, as in I couldn't tell you what the chart like what's in the chart. But I do listen to anything and everything, apart from probably metal, I think is the only type of genre that I don't really listen to. But You're Welsh. Top, oh my god. Yeah, I know I don't yeah. So I probably should expect better. But my top <laughs> genre was chamber pop, and I'm not quite sure what that means. That sounds a lot like chamber pop. Or or it sounds like something like churchy, like chamber music. I don't know. And then, oh, I've, so I googled was, it. Yeah. Oh, so on, chamber what is pop it? is a music. Chamber pop is a music genre that combines rock music 
with the intricate use of strings, horns, piano, so, and vocal yeah. harmonies. That's so me. That is, that's like cinematic <laughs> orchestra type stuff. Yeah, that's, oh yeah, that makes sense. My top song, was actually not too bad, was Hands of Time by Groove Armada. So I'll take that. Yeah. I was like ashamed to admit that I was in the top 10% of Coldplay fans in the UK. <laughs> And my excuse is that I went to see them in Manchester in July. So I was obviously like studying for that. Yeah. And then it's sad that I was also in the top 6% of fans of the True Medics podcast. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then I was like, also, who is listening to it more than me? Because we (laughs) listen to it back to make sure it's okay. There must be people who listen to it more than me as a presenter. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm glad that I wasn't in like the bottom 90% because that's quite insulting, isn't it? But I did like how there was this option on there and it said you can choose your, it would reveal your personality. And it said I was a vampire. And this was just so summed up my mental health this year. And it just says, when it comes to your listening, you like to embrace a little darkness. You listen to more emotional, atmospheric music than most. I was like, yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. So that bit was right, at least. And obviously I have to correct the Coldplay thing for next year. Must do better. But how do you like, how do you get the, how it tells your personality though so, oh, so when you click it was the one towards the end so when you're clicking through each bit you have to it says do you want to reveal your personality so then you click on it and it gives you like a character which was weirdly accurate yeah but oh, there's cool. such a cool I, I love spotify and rap i don't it's like such a well there he goes there he's got a spotify on. <laughs> yeah I'm, it was, <laughs> what's my personality tell me my horoscope yeah tell yeah. me who i am but yeah, yeah. I that was I was That's cool. looking back at that. So, do you, so you saw um, Coldplay this year. Do you have any plans in terms of people that yeah, you might see, or I'm is there anyone that you see... might like to see? So, I, oh God, I, I just love going to see live music. I'm going to see Depeche Mode in June oh. on the Pierhead in Liverpool. So, I think that's the only one I've got booked so far. I saw Genesis last year. That was pretty cool. Um, oh wow yeah phil collins only managed to do i think two dates before the entire band got covid and was very lucky that one of those dates was the liverpool one it was like oh no it was maybe it was the year before last it was as things were opening back up and it had been delayed by years and that was cool but it was really strange because he's obviously got a lot of spinal issues and stuff he's a bit of an odd fellow anyway isn't he but he did like the entire gig from like this like swivel office chair because I don't think he can like he couldn't stand up, and it was a bit like oh that's it didn't fit with the thing, but actually it was really good. But apparently, uh-huh. so we saw him on the first night, and then apparently the second night it wasn't so good. But I was, it must be hard doing a gig from a swivel office chair. Yeah, but I, I would yeah. love to see, and I don't th- I think I don't think she's touring at the moment because I think she's actually in cabaret. But I would love to see self esteem. I don't know if you ever listened to her music, yeah. Rebecca Lawrence, maybe her real name is, but she's in cabaret at the minute. And but yeah, she I just I love her music. She's a proper like good Manchester lass. And I cool. love Paloma Faith as well. I wouldn't mind seeing her. Ah, what Do you have yeah. any concerts booked? Well, with Chris Wilde, supposed to be seeing The Horizon in ah. mid-January. I'd quite like to see Paramore. And honestly, Ooh. they're like a fan that I was never really into, but I saw a lot of them on TikTok. And well, they would be cool. To see. Yeah, they yeah, would I'd be really like cool. Like... One of the consultants actually had tickets to see Chemical Brothers in Birmingham. Wow. And I was like, oh, I'd quite like to see them, or Prodigy, or something like that. Something like a Yeah, Chemical of, Brothers would be awesome. Maybe. Or Faithless, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Faithless would be cool. Out. Yeah. It might be good. I do feel up for maybe trying to see some comedy. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to see Tom Allen in April, actually. 
Um, yeah, so I've, yeah, I'm going to see him in April because I think he's always. I, I love him on the Bake Off Extra Slice thing. He's yeah. always really cool. So yeah, so, I'm going to see him. He's so he's so good. I remember I remember seeing him. I think he was on Countdown, and he's talking about a breakup, and oh. his style of talking, where he was just talking, just it was just so laced with sarcasm. And yes, kind of, he is he's talking really about sarky. something else. So good though, like mm. just this kind of humorous and i think coupled with like his facial but he's excellent yeah oh, that's yeah he is yeah right. yeah awesome getting on to this, uh, the topics uh, i'm glad that we talked about some light things because um, yeah bring the mood down is... as per usual yeah. Quite good at that right yeah definitely of course uh, an important topic to discuss is the other kind of new dates uh, that i've just tried for those of you who don't know some more strikes have been announced the 20th to the 22nd of December, it was the first round strike, as in this this round of strikes. It's a complete walkout, as well as the third to the seventh of January, which is the longest longest walkout now in history. I think I feel like there's a a bit of relief in seeing that not relief, but there's I think people are wondering what what was going on, really, with the negotiations. Like worried yeah. by perhaps a lack of noise, and so I guess. Because it was quite, um, there's a long gap. So the last strikes was like beginning of October, I think, wasn't it? And people were considering the strikes had been so regular up until then. And then there was a bit of chatter about the offer to the consultants last week, which people seemed to be quite unhappy about. And then a bit of talk that then said, oh, actually, we're due to hear about the junior doctor strikes this week. And then lo and behold, it happened. And obviously this like standing firm, which is really good. And means that we might get a little bit more time over Christmas if we could with our yeah. families and stuff. Um, and quite an impactful time to do that as well, isn't it? Yeah, because it makes... I was thinking like... I, I guess I assumed that it'd probably be over the Christmas period. And I was a bit like, oh, it's a funny time to pick it. But then if you think about it, when I was literally looking at the dates, the 20th to the 22nd, because that's Wednesday to Friday before the 23rd and 24th weekend. And... We all have worked that kind of Friday before Christmas yeah. and known how bonkers it is. With, oh, it's a like, nightmare, yeah. There's days leading up to that. Everyone's wanting their investigations done super fast because they all want to be discharged before Christmas, mm -hmm. understandably. And there's a lot of pressure, isn't it? Discharge letters, getting those investigations done quickly, getting people out. You feel it. You feel yeah. that pressure. So to take the strikes then, that is a uh, if, bold Yeah, move. so if you think about it, just taking those two or three days as normal days means that there's essentially a week without proper cover isn't it because you have the kind of the thursday friday then the saturday sunday which yeah. is going to be a weekend cover then monday tuesday which is christmas day and boxing day the wednesday is like the next normal day so that's that's quite impactful that you're only generally if you're not due to work christmas anyway you're only striking those two days but essentially leaving it's a week isn't it six days so i thought that was quite thought out kind of date for that yeah it's Gonna, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting. I ha, I ha, we did see the kind of responses online of consultants saying, obviously, support things and stuff. But, of course, feel the tension, can't you? Totally. Understandably, yeah. you feel the tension. And I, they, there were noises to suggest that the negotiations really hadn't advanced very much at all. So I don't mm. really blame the BMA for renewing the strikes. I think the kind of pay offer has been suggested was a 3% three yeah which is poultry in terms of what we're yeah. asking for and some people have argued maybe we should talk, talk in terms of what actually what we're asking for in terms of cost because when you talk about it in percentages 
becomes a bit abstract. And they're saying that we're asking to go from £16 an hour to £20 an hour for an F1 doctor, for example. And when you put it that way, is it that and you've said it, it, you said it no. many times. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is the thing, because I think this is where people, because people just look at 35% and think that's mammoth. But actually, yeah. when you're looking at proportion for things, you don't need to have, you don't need to be a doctor or have a degree to work out that proportion. And even from quite early on, there was quite a bit of messaging to say, actually, we're just asking for 14 to 16 pound. Or this is what we think the strikes are going to, this is what the pay restoration would cost. And then pretty by September, October, the strikes had actually cost the government and the hospitals, etc., a lot more than what it actually would have been to give us pay restorations. No matter what you do, it just means that there are certain people who are just clinging on to these dog whistles and becoming very anti-doctors in enough or whatever already. And somehow they're still getting enough of those people to leave a sour taste, I think, amongst... And we should, I'm, I used to care a lot more about the public perception. I guess I really don't now because I guess I've just lost tolerance for lots of different things. It's, sometimes it does feel good to have people supporting you, but I think in general, we've still got support for each other. And I think we just understand our worth, I guess, isn't, and that's yeah. what we're fighting for. And it just it still feels very different to 2016, which was just like nothing like this, was it? 2016 was just very... It was pretty much over us as soon as it started it felt but yeah think, who, um, who knows I feel like it's clear that it's going to go on for a while longer although they yeah. say I saw one of the interviews with one of the BMA spooks people who said that things seem more constructive than new health sector but of I course, guess it's hard yeah. not to be compared to, to that guy like, yeah, yeah he had the personality of he was a joker him. wasn't he like an absolute yeah. like just food blockhead yeah. So there was a tweet that we linked from Claire Kiwan, who said, she said, my entire work ward is going, is having a Christmas party. Only people not invited are doctors. What hashtag one team. How did you feel about this? Awkward. Yeah. She goes, I wouldn't I'm find it I'm just saying weird. I've been invited to every Christmas party, to every ward I've worked on. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, yeah. but I get. Do you think it's this I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yes, but yeah. Go on. What were you? What was? What was the follow-up? I, think, I didn't. I, I wouldn't find it weird if it was just nurses, but it's everyone except the doctors. I think the thing is, though. Um. Yeah, I guess it's not so much about wanting to be invited. Perhaps the thinking about what kind of the culture might be that they weren't invited, but also I find it hard because. For a lot of those things, I do find them a challenge to go to anyway, just because I'm awkward. And yeah, it is nice to be necessarily... asked though, isn't it? Yeah. It's true. But then I think, I'm not sure how, if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, this is, in... this suggests the atmosphere is in, in... we're not going to be, maybe it's not going to be that kind of environment where yeah. we're going to be like fraternizing and stuff. But I'm just not sure. I feel like when you when they're going to Twitter with it though, it's for a different reason because um, it's not really to highlight the toxic attitude. It's more the kind of wider point, isn't it? Which is yeah. this kind of and theme we know at the moment. Is. Yeah, yeah it's that. Like you of... say, it is this one team or maybe not so much one team kind of ethos, isn't it? And and, and it, is, it is. We talk a lot about rotational training and how we're not seen as permanent members of staff and some rotations and wards lend themselves to more integration than others because like when I think back to when I worked on Ops and Gynae earlier this year for six months, if that was over Christmas, there is no way that any of the, the GP trainees would have been invited to any of the Christmas parties because 
our our rotated activity was different every single day. So you were never working mm. in one place for more than a session sometimes. Even your morning mm. was different to your afternoon. So I couldn't do my multi-source feedback because I was just never working with people for more Absolutely. than one, one afternoon or more than one day on the trot. But saying that, like where I am in GP now, I started in November. They've included me in the Secret Santa, which was really nice. Um, oh. But I've not heard anything about a Christmas party. So may, I, maybe that was all. Maybe I haven't been invited. I don't know. But I thought the Christmas, at least that they included me in the Secret Santa, which was cute. But then the person I got, I don't know who they are. So I'm like, ah, sugar. Can't so, go wrong with the Greg's furniture. Yeah. If anyone's looking for ideas, that is. <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm yeah, going yeah. for. That's, that's a strong idea. That's a strong idea. So, oh, are you, <laughs> Bailey, so breakfast on the tube, explain this one. This yeah, so I was just like, that. this got me onto a bit of a Christmas theme. And I love this. So Bailey's is such a weird one. Actually, you can get a litre of it for a tenner now in Tesco and Sainsbury's, which if anyone needed it for Christmas. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this tweet was by at Jemima Louise 1501. Oh, sorry, Gemma Louise. She said, on my, work to, on my way to work in London today, and there's a woman on the 8.44 a.m., so morning train, who has sat down, pulled out a Tupperware full of ice cubes, decanted a few into a cup and poured herself a Bailey's absolute fair play. Now, that's okay. that's breakfast in December done. Right, because yeah, yeah, fair, fair someone play. said, I, I, someone said, Christmas milk acceptable yes. in any situation context at the month of December. Yes, because we, of... I do drink on Christmas Day morning. I do drink a lot of that that De Serrano velvet, which is just like a creamy version oh. of amaretto. So I'm like, wow. that's the same, but at least I'm not doing it on my way to work yet. <laughs> but yeah, there are there just seems to be like different rules for eating and drinking in December, doesn't it? I don't know. I look at my Christmas stash that I've been in terms of getting like all the goodies and all the snacks. And I'm just like, whoa, like I've gone overboard because that's what you do yeah, in December, right. isn't it? But I'm like, yeah. God, if I ate like this every month of the year, you'd never, I wouldn't fit through the door. Like yeah. just something it's comes crazy. over me in this month that I just don't have it's any, true. I don't get full. I just don't know when to start. I have no limit. Do you think it's but... because it's so cold and we know that we have to burn those oh, extra yeah, that, calories? That doesn't warm. help, does it? As yeah, I'm sporting need... this mammoth fleece hoodie that I've um, acquired. Which is amazing. amazing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. But yeah, I just thought, you know what, girl? That is just massive respect. Because why not? But bringing your ice life. and everything. She's thought about that, hasn't she? Yeah. She doesn't want Decisions it warm. She wants it over ice. Absolutely. That's yeah. mu- and the thing see is... her in the morning. Well, this is mummy's pack lunch. Yes. This is absolutely <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And the thing is, when she'd gone to that level of effort, she could have had anything. Oh, if she's totally. gone to that effort for the babies. She could have, if she wanted to, yeah. she really wanted to. So a decision was made and that's what she went for. And that's absolutely. absolutely fine. Because a nice little espresso martini is quite, that could lend itself to mornings, oh, yeah. isn't it? But that's your coffee. It still smells like yeah. coffee for anyone in the vicinity. So you just know, no suspicions raised. But yeah, yeah exactly. and I, that just, there was just another tweet caught my eye from Molly that yeah. I don't, this came out, it was funny because this tweet was about breakfast cheesecake, night shift vibes. Yeah. And funnily enough, on my feed, it came after a tweet about, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's a junior doctor. And he was saying, like, how do people manage eating overnight? What's your tactic? And then literally the next tweet in line was Molly was eating breakfast one? cheesecake. I was like, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. rules. Yeah, there's no rules. Yeah, you just, exactly. You just live your life. <laughs> to- oh, totally. Live life. your life. This is what Jesus would have wanted. I'm sure it was in the Bible. Exactly. Some, actually. Yeah. exactly. Remember, do- remember doing that in school. <laughs> Yeah, the nativity, surely. And Kate Jarman, she tweeted saying the three wise women would have brought lasagna, the thing that sucks not out of the baby's nose in several <laughs> big pats of good maternity pads 
<laughs> that is what Mary would have wanted. Not frankincense, yeah. myrrh. Yeah. Is it gold? What's the other one? one? Yeah, possibly. Gold? Frankincense? Definitely. Or I think precious thing metals. that sucks snot out of the baby's nose is terrible, though. I just, I oh, don't. Oh, it's so gross. It's like this really creepy little thing. Uh, no. Like a bulb, yeah, isn't it? No. And you just... Yeah. No, yeah, it's just rubbish. Uh, but the lasagna's a good show. Pads, though. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe substitute the baby snot thing for wine. Yeah, exactly. That could always help. Yeah, Mama's little yeah, juice. Yeah. Oh, linked one. Oh, what Christmas present did you want, but you never got? Oh, yes. Yeah. I saw your post about this. Yeah. So I saw a tweet from David M. Barnett, and he had a picture of this kind of Cadbury's dairy milk miniature. Just did you? I really wanted one because they were so cute. I the little... did. Milks. But the annoying thing was that when you, so you'd have to, I think you'd put like a 10p in them and you'd turn it and the thing would come out. But then once all your dairy milks had run out, like I just didn't know where you could ever get them from again. So I feel like every Christmas mm. we would get all, we had a couple of these, I think. But then after that, I don't know what you did with them because they weren't very easy to get hold of the refills and there wasn't really anything else that could fit in them. But mm. Good old, they were the good old days. Times are far simpler. Yeah. But what was yours? Oh my God, I had so many. I did really want a Mr. Frosty kind of slushy maker deck. I really did mm. want one of those. Because they looked really cool. And I really wanted micro machines. I think my, my parents couldn't oh. really get the concept of like, why would you want a really small car? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They're like, quite cute. I wanted so many things. Ghostbusters toys, a Turtles van, Lion-O sword from the Thundercats. There's so many things yeah. I wanted. Uh, what about you? Yeah. So, what did you I really say? wanted a Barbie house. So I used to be into Barbies and I had loads of different Barbies and outfits and stuff. But I always wanted like the Barbie house or like the Barbie. There was like a, like a van, like a camper van type thing. Also, they would be cool. But my granddad did make me a doll's house once, which was pretty epic. Oh. But it wasn't pink, but it was pretty like so, so clever. So I had that. What else did I want? What Barbies did you have? I can't quite remember. I had loads of generic ones and I used to just love stripping them off and like swapping outfits and then matting their hair thinking I could do plaits and stuff. And they would all just look feral within about a month. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, again, quite accurate representation of who I was as a kid. But yeah, I loved loved Barbies. But I think I used to, I had, I saw quite a lot of Mr. Frosties. I think I must have had one of those, but I also had, which was rubbish, one of those, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like an easy bake oven. So it was like a chai, a real type oh. of oven, and you could make like cakes in it. And I cannot remember for the life of me wow. what it was called, but they tasted bloody disgusting. Yeah. And that was like such a main present. It was so awful. But it's that. funny, isn't it? As kids, sometimes like the simplest things are like the things that you get the most. I used to love Polly Pockets. Those were like my yeah. favorite things. I did. I liked the concept of Polly Pocket. I'd have liked a Batman version or something with an action well, figure. Well, there was Mad Max, wasn't it? So there was the Mad Max uh, version for boys. I think my brother had those, but not as extensive as the old Polly Pocket. Oh, I see. Fair enough. No, I yeah. didn't have those either. But it's oh, it was quite nice going through the quote tweets, actually, because there's a lot of things that you forget about existed, wasn't it? And, oh, ski electrics. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I always, we have that. I, yeah, it always ended up bloody flying off the track, though. But I used to, yeah. we had the simple one, but you'd see some, like, really extravagant ones that had, like, loops yeah. and crossovers and stuff, wouldn't you? And, yeah, the Mr. Frosty thing, I'm looking, I forgot that you'd have to crank the handle and it was never quite as crushed as you would like in terms of a slush, a slushy, but... Oh, my God, someone wanted 
Oh yeah, fair enough. Somebody wanted a speak and spell, which made no sense. That was, I had a speak and spell and I did play with it a lot, but I don't think I'd have asked for it. I remember being like, what is this? <laughs> it was it too educational? Yeah. Too educational. I don't want to learn. Um, I'm a child. Exactly. Give me toys. <laughs> sketch a sketch. No, I wouldn't have wanted that. Major Morgan. We did have one of those. Do you remember Major Morgan? No, I don't remember those. That was like a kind of, it was like a toy where you'd like, you could play songs on it. It had like little buttons where you'd slide a card into it and it'd tell you, it'd tell you oh. order to press the numbers in to play a song on, which is really oh, sad. I don't remember that. My brother had um, one of those big white robots and I can't remember what the life of me, what they were called, but they were so iconic of the 90s. It was like a white robot thing and it had the black visor and it would hold, it held oh. a tray and it didn't really do much, but. Remember, we had that for years. Is that, that a Tomy was... Omnibot? It was Tomy, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but... Oh, yeah. do you remember that thing? There was like a, it was like a blackboard and you'd put the different lights in, like different colour pegs, and then you'd switch the light on and it would show like a picture. I can't remember what that was called. But I used to always lose the little pegs all the time. And just the batteries would run out and I would just be ramming pegs in holes <laughs> for no particular purpose. Yeah. Oh, that's Gosh. a little blast from Kips, Kips, isn't it? it? Yeah, totally. And then there's... Gosh, social media guidance. We should talk about this, shouldn't we? Yeah. Whilst we were doing the very same little... day, yeah, it was not. So then... We did not know this was. I did, did not, not know this was going to happen. But yeah, no. whether it was stinky coincidence. So new guidance came out on what Monday. from the GMC yeah. about social media messaging and stuff, and they did extend their definition to include messaging private. Yeah. So the so there's essentially a new good medical practice coming into force in January 2024, so imminently. And the new social media guidance that was released on Monday with the 4th of December is to come into place, come into practice at the same time as the new GMP comes into force in January. And yeah, the issue is that kind of in black and white, the GMC have said what social, what they're defining social media as, and they have, I think, used the term private messaging. Prof Colin Melville was at our talk, our outbreak, a breakout session. And that obviously that wasn't the official drop, but he did mention it as if it was like quite a big thing because I don't think we'd been away. And that just got a lot of heat online and rightly so, because I think people were starting to panic. Like actually private messages are private messages. Like that's, yes, we are doctors and we have a certain element of professionalism to upkeep, but at the end of the day, we're also humans. And, you know, it's whether it's a right, isn't it, that you are entitled to private messaging. And I think the main part of the new social media guidance is to try and avoid or kind of discourage harassment, which is still ironic that we need to be told that. And it, yeah. I think some of the worry is that it is stemming along from those, what we colloquially call, call the Be Kind GMC guidance that's come around in the past few months. And he confirmed that, yes, it is an extension of that and it's to avoid harassment. And I remember asking him on the panel, what does define harassment? What are you going to measure that against? And he pretty much said, that person who, you know, if they feel it's harassment, then it's harassment. It's and harassment, that yeah. can actually be weaponized because, again, when this Be Kind guidance came out, it said women, but more particularly international medical graduates for which there are language differences, culture differences. Like we all say things that someone might take the wrong way, but it's not meant maliciously. But now are you saying that if someone sends you a private message of the tone that you don't like, instead of just ignoring it or moving on with your life or just cursing at them under your breath does that can that just trigger yeah can that trigger a gmc referrals understandably when the the official people were saying oh it's guidance it's not a rule book and people were skeptical i think that's fair like knowing what we know 
about our regulators yeah, exactly. and, and some of the unfair practices, isn't it? So I, I completely get it and completely agree with a lot of the concern, outrage. Yeah. So true. Because the, their kind of argument is that, yes, we have to take consider it sensitively and sensibly. And yes, if you consider things sensibly and sensitively and apply a wider context to it, then these things perhaps can exist in a way that kind of protects people. But we know that it's weaponized. I think the whole thing about private me- messages, there were some people going a bit nuts and being like, oh, it's like Nazi Germany oh, and there the Gestapo and all this kind of stuff. And I was yeah, like, yeah, stars weird tangents. Which I think is bonkers. But I think what's yeah. happening is like we see it existing already. Like um, I saw there's an article, was it in the Daily Mail or the Daily Mirror about someone who got, there's some doctors who got struck off because someone from their WhatsApp group basically reported the behavior within the WhatsApp group as being inappropriate, showing obscene messages and whatever. And they got top. So it's not that they're going to be able to like pry within it, but if someone's going to supply that as evidence against you for stuff you've said, then. And so then it leads you to the conversation of, of like your work, WhatsApp books and WhatsApp groups and what's appropriate to share within those groups. Yeah. And then people say, should we even be in those groups anyway? Is that like an appropriate way to. Yeah, should we, we not just yeah. go back to email? But. Yeah. I quite like our... Bring back the fax group. machine. Bring back... Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, yeah, cardiology. Can, like... Cannot be like hacked into, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. in our, our red WhatsApp group at the moment, there's a good level of banter and stuff in there. But of course, there's still kind of ways that we, sh- we should behave to each other within the group. Oh, and yeah. and you think it's just the same as if you... It's the same as fraternizing outside of work. There's yeah. still ways that we should communicate with one another and the way with respects and you can make fun, you can have fun and make fun or whatever but it's got to be like it's a two-way street so i think some of the responses to it have been extreme but yeah yeah like we can see what people are can be afraid of and so rosie did a nice thread on it right so that's what you so she talked about i think the particular example she referred to was a police whatsapp group where they shared images of a black woman who'd died and how they'd paraded over her body and of course, hearing about that, we would accept that it's in the public interest to know that police officers were sharing those images. And keeping that in mind, we have to consider ourselves. What is the behavior? What behavior would be inappropriate for it? It is yeah. conceivable that there could be inappropriate behaviors that should be called out. It's like batshit crazy that we can't get the 5,000 deleted WhatsApps from Boris Johnson. Because uh, he accidentally did a factory reset on his phone. And I'm like, even with a court order, this guy is not literally giving up his private messages. Whether that's oh. going to be different if you're a doctor, who knows? But the irony 100%. was pretty strong. And talking about talking about social media, like this is to do with TikTok. Now, I love watching TikTok videos because they're a great way to procrastinate and waste time. And and you can do them because I just have to, I just don't know, wouldn't know where to start. So I'm very much an observer. But there was a tweet by, by Pete Turton, who's always comes up with a good grumpy take, but he said, a day in the life of a first-year medical student is the dullest current talk phenomena. No one cares if you got up and had breakfast before sitting in a cancelled lecture. And it made me think, like, how, oh gosh, when I was like a first-year medical student, like 2006 or 2007, whenever it was, and, like, we were very much that traditional course, so you had two years of lectures and biochem, and then you had like, three years of clinical. And pretty much most of that first year was sitting in this really like old wooden 70s lecture hall hanging out my ass from some random tiger night the night before <laughs> and falling asleep and then going for this dirty fry up 
in the science building that was next to some like dodgy chemistry lab that I could just smell like the hydrochloric acid and stuff and I thought imagine trying to film that on TikTok it's mad and I know things are different now and there's lots of like influencers and stuff but there are certain parts of life that no matter what you do you really can't make them that interesting and yeah but never people come up with all sorts of ways and means don't they to or make their life look fancy it's funny though isn't it because then there are parody videos on TikTok of people and I guess Mm. could do your experience as the parody because that is really yeah. what it's like right totally. there's people oh, who God. are doing that oh like i wake up and i i say my 52 affirmations before meditating yeah. for seven minutes and then reading a chapter of a book and all that kind of stuff they do and you're like oh my god really like every day wow that's amazing yeah you watch it in a kind of i don't know you're suspending disbelief but also a little bit jealous of this person has so much self-control or whatever but then you've just got to take a step back and then it m- just remember that they've put that like their phone or a camera on a tripod and then they've positioned it yeah. to get the angle right before they've done all these yeah. things that they're filming. And be like, how real is it all? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, my, my supervisor came into my room today in GP with the tripod and he was like, I've got us this. And I was like, okay. And oh. essentially he was like, yeah, you need to start videoing your consultations. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, please, God. <laughs> and I thought I was going to get away for, from it for a bit longer. And um, I just, we're going to use it as obviously like tools to look at consultation skills and stuff. But I just imagine those like making it onto TikTok, like yeah. boring, like ever. Yeah. But talking about without, I'm going to risk of sounding like a boomer here because this one sounds ridiculous. But talking about technology and computers and crazy things there was a tweet about how an ai laser that reads heartbeats through the throat could replace stethoscopes now as our resident cardiology correspondent what are your thoughts please that i think it'll be very helpful what's wrong with using a stethoscope like why can't it take seconds i know (laughs) i like all four i'm not sure what the utility of it is but by all means, like if it helps people find the murmur, I know people feel really nervous oh, about trying true. to hear the murmur, then, you know, yeah. by all means, use it if you want. I don't know. Is it going to supersede echoes? I don't know. But if it does, that's great. But I don't know. <laughs> I think you could. There was a talk in the DMAC conference actually about AI, and it was about this like American scientist and how she was saying that she'd got into AI in healthcare because her son had became quite unwell with type 1 diabetes. and her and her wife, who was also a scientist, started collecting all this health data about him and tried to present that to his doctors and say, look, we have all this information. And apparently his doctors were like, what the F is this? You really don't need to do this because they were recording his heart rate, his activity levels, continuous, literally, blood glucose monitoring. They had hundreds of readings a day. And she said, yeah, so she said then, so that they approached his endocrinologists and they were like, wow, like we want nothing to do with this information. This is how we treat diabetes. And her wife couldn't get over how clinicians have availability to collect all this data but don't use it. And her wife built like the first predictive model of diabetes and gave it away for free. And um, it's been quite groundbreaking. Oh, I forgot you weren't at this lecture. And uh, she made me feel safe in the way that she said, the studies looking at AI show that it can really enhance routine work. Anything above that, it's no good because the more higher kind of level functioning stuff that we might have to do in terms of complex cases, if we use AI, they notice that those highly skilled professionals, they just stop thinking for themselves. So she said it's very much about using it for more routine stuff, but 
doctors will always be the thinking behind it. So it can certainly support and predict and develop algorithms, but ultimately you still need that human brain because that's what's going to synthesize the data. And I was like, oh, okay, so we should have a job for the next 10 or 20 years still then. We're going to be okay for a bit. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because I think that highlights beautifully like how they presented that overwhelming amount of data to the clinicians. And then the clinicians would be like, what am I supposed to do with it? But if you had AI to make it into trends, and, yeah. well, this is a graph. Of, and yeah. this compares it to the day. Like if you can arrange it in a way that's interpretable, then the doctor can do the interpretation. But sometimes yeah. it's the connection of the data and then the presentation of it that the AI can do. Yeah, really I'll try with. and find them. Um, so she's on Twitter, but I'll try and find if there's like a link to her work because I just found it so fascinating. And we do hear people say, especially in radiology and things, AI is going to take doctors out of a job. And I've never been convinced yeah. of that because got NHS IT, like I hardly think it's going to come on. That's the thing that I always bounds. end up thinking. It's yeah. money, isn't it, at the I'm end like, of the day, but... I, until they like, figure out, like, the NHS IT is so terrible, just just trying to log in to look up blood results and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. even if the even if we had the technology, the NHS is so far behind in terms of adopting yeah. basic so- software upgrades and basic hardware upgrades. Yeah. We're still lagging behind there. We're yeah, probably on like chat have like... GPT-1. Exactly. It's now they're on four. Yeah. So the private sector in banking or whatever will be using, they'll be in the year 2030. And us in the NHS will still be like Windows 98. Like it's just... Oh gosh, yeah. Or Windows XP. Like it's just way, way so, behind. Talking about like crazy dreams and stuff, whether that incorporates AI, there was a tweet about a dream that... Is he a cardiologist, this guy? Oh no, he's a hematologist, Dr. Roddy Nielsen. Yeah. He said, I had a strange dream last night when I was hitting a haematologist I despise, <laughs> name no names, on the head with a hammer repeatedly. Having now recollected it, I feel both guilty for dreaming it and disappointed it was only a dream. I guess yeah. we all have those colleagues, don't we, that maybe, yeah, I don't know, this is quite harsh, but yeah, I don't know if I'd be admi- admitting that freely to my colleagues. Oh, it's one of you because I work in haematology and uh, yeah, I hate you enough to dream about hitting you on the head with a hammer. <laughs> Have I noticed that a few of the replies are to people I've talked to? But then this person, I think they've tweeted at a few. They've tweeted a lot about PAs and stuff, haven't they? Because I'm like, I think I have seen a few. This person's. Yes, I have seen a few. I think I'm I'm probably relieved that he didn't say he was hitting a PA on the head with a hammer. (laughs) Because we all know maybe that's what he meant and how it would have gone down. But yes. (laughs) A broken clock and all that. So this next one. Were you ever convinced that you had one of the conditions you were studying in medical school? Yeah, oh God, do you know, yeah. so do you remember people would go through phases, wouldn't they? So this one was about hypothyroidism and the tweet said in med school we had a lecture on hypothyroidism and suddenly there were a bunch of us that were absolutely convinced we had a diagnosed hypothyroidism when in reality we just had med school. So it is that <laughs> poor ability to tolerate cold, feeling tired, constipation, weight gain, depression, irritability. Like that is pretty much <laughs> symptoms of being a medical student, but I used to remember whatever kind of body system we were on at the time. People would just be like, oh, I've got MS, I've got a brain tumour. You convince yourself yeah. sometimes, yeah. like, is this like somatization sometimes of what you're learning? Yeah, definitely. I remember doing it's that, a, I think, yeah. when I was doing blood disorders and like feeling my lymph nodes. And, oh, yeah, you I've start convincing yourself, don't you, yeah. that you, you feel something exactly. there. But I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely a curse of being, learning about all these kind of things, I think. But yeah, there was quite so, a lot of... Go on, what were you going to say? Should we, move, should we move on? Because we've come up to an hour. 
Yeah, just wondered if we should quick, move on. I know it has. Should we move yeah. on to the lifestyle stuff? Because you had a few, you linked in some really so, good topics there. Yeah. yeah. So I think we always like to make it a bit lighthearted towards the end because there's been quite a lot of, yeah, heavy shiz. Right. But there was a couple of tweets by Joanna Liberty, I think from today, actually, they were proper mm. made me howl. The original quote tweet was a, a, a tweet by some blue tick account that said, quote with anything from your notes. And she posted a screenshot and said that these were, um, this, is, this was just a screenshot of one of her notes that was a record of every stupid reason why a guy I was seeing cancelled our plans at the last minute so that I wouldn't go back to him again when he inevitably slid back into my DMs. And the excuses are pretty random. So the first one was bitten by a bug two <laughs> weeks ago. Pollen count too high was another reason he cancelled the date. Sad. He was sad after doing his tax return. I get that one. That one's relatable. That that one makes sense. Like, I would be pretty devastated. Another reason was that he was kicked out at 2am because he was coughing and wanted to be alone. So, fair enough. Um, He he was kicked out or she was kicked out? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think she was. So he was like, yeah, you need to go now because I want to be by myself to cough. I don't know. Like, you can cough in company. Like, that's, yeah. The one, another one was that he had an important video game to play, relatable, and then my relatable. personal my personal favorite, <laughs> he, he ordered new socks which hadn't arrived yet. Oh now, my Joanna God. Liberty, I do not know you, but girl, you are so much better off without this yeah. person in, in your life. Delete his number, but block she it. She did another Delete. one as well, didn't she? Because I think that one was obviously like pretty popular. That was amazing. And so she said, so she posted another example from her notes. That was things to say to upset fragile men. Now, did you have any favourites on? Oh my god, yes. Um, do you want to? <laughs> um, I did. My favourite one was he said that one of them was to label car guys, to label guys who like cars, car yeah. guys, and they're a bit like the male equivalent of horse girls. And yeah. I quite liked it because I was like, because horse girls, I don't think it's is it supposed to be an insult? I don't know. I, I kind don't know, of I think it, was... it gives the connotations of quite raw, posh people that have a distinctive uh, look about them. I don't know, I feel like if you say someone's a horsey person, like I can just see people true. who I know in real life who too fit that mould. It's just, I don't know whether I'm being a bit oh, mean. I have to say that I pictured it. <laughs> as, <laughs> like a horse? Oh. No, as you in like the... No, like the, I can imagine them wearing the helmet and the kind of weird... They wear like these jogging bottom like trousers. Like they have yeah. the get up. So I pictured like the, the get-up. Like, yeah, exactly. So I pictured I see, it's like that. So I was like, oh, actually, I think that's so it's hot in a kind of, I don't know, niche way. Like they have yeah. a hobby and whatever. So I was like, okay, I wouldn't mind being a car guy. But I guess when you put it that way, I wouldn't want to look like the back end. Yeah, of, no, you're, be- you're uh, better than... So of course I, I liked. Um, <laughs> I liked the one about uh, another thing that you can upset. Nothing you can say to upset fragile man, men, a man. Is to call his Tesla a Toyota. So that was quite yeah. I like that one. <laughs> a um, men's football. That's good. Yes, just the distinctive. And also saying that when he shows you his tattoos, you reply with, oh, yeah, I saw that on Pinterest. On Pinterest. Because oh, to be fair, that's so where good. a lot of stuff comes from. So these, these are, this is good. This is the CPD for this episode, I think. This is what, yeah. this is the CPD. So that's, I was I, thinking I did about enjoy your, those. I was thinking about your posture the other day. Calling tall men average height, that's uncalled for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't yeah. we just print yeah. more money? <laughs> print more money. <laughs> and was it, you don't seem like someone who can swim. 
You don't seem like you'd be a fast runner. That's so random. Another thing, though, I felt sometimes there's things happening on Twitter that just remind you of the beauty of Twitter and how it comes together. And there was one this week that I literally, I think, had ended up with over 120,000 likes. Um, Oh, God. And it was about X-Files. So this was by an account called Antisystamine. I know it's now on 135,000 likes. And she said, I just had the weird experience. I was watching an X-Files episode and there's this country song playing in the background of the bar they're in. It's so good, it jars me out of my idle multitasking to Shazam it. Except Shazam can't find it. So I look up the lyrics and all I can find from the lyrics are are people talking about that episode of the X-Files from 1998 and saying that it's lost media, this song doesn't exist. So over the course of the last couple of days, it's not a song that's been released for like public release, but it's part of like production music. So composers and musicians get paid to make like libraries of music that don't go on to like release to the public. But producers for shows, it's cheaper than copyrights oh, and I stuff. Commissioner. Yeah. So all these Twitter people, there's this deep dive and they found the guy who sang and composed that song from 1998, literally got him to reply on Twitter. They found him in his Instagram account. Um, and he was like, I think I must have that CD still here somewhere. I'll get back to you. And now everybody's awaiting this oh, wow. This kind of lost media and he's going to find it because it was never released like a single and stuff. So I was so trying lovely. to get... It's awesome. Like it's such... A, it's ended up... So when I first logged on to this, it was only kind of three tweets. And now... The thread is huge because of all these like clues that have been pulled together and they've got the name of the song, they've got the the composer, they've got the lyricist and how like they've just, and then this guy just suddenly appears with a reply and it's, oh my gosh, like there is still, this website is still, there's still something good about it. But I just love these rabbit holes and deep dives. Yeah. And the last thing I saw when I couldn't sleep at 3am this morning was that this guy was going to look for his CD. So I'll report back maybe next week if it's, yeah. a, if it's a thing. I just tweeted. That's so bonkers. Um, it's so Isn't cool. that kind of one of the amazing things about the internet? And also, doesn't it create that sense of community where uh, this hive mind just slowly just yeah. goes? It's, it's your unfortunate experience of getting locked in the toilet in the Ibis in Manchester. <laughs> Brought yeah. so much of Med Twitter together once again. Oh and Does it get out? It is it's that like community. Proper. Yeah. There was a proper happiness when you managed to get free. But, but yeah. But yeah. But talking about like social media and the good old day, good old days. There was one about Facebook as well, and this was by at Rob Likes Planes, and he said reason fifty two why I can't delete Facebook. There's a group called Weatherspoons the Game in which you put a couple of photos up of yourselves and explain the occasion alongside which Weatherspoons you're in. And if you've got a good post, people will go on the Weatherspoons app and send you a drink to your table. Now, this post is of a quite an elderly couple, and very elderly, and they look a bit shell-shocked. And obviously, this this elderly couple's family have, have posted this photo <laughs> and said that they've brought Nana and Grandad out for their nightcap. They explained to them about the game. Nana thinks she's about to be cloned and her pension account emptied because they just don't know how Facebook works. <laughs> My mum always thinks that Facebook means that someone is watching your face through the camera and I'm just like, oh, girl, just better to stay off it. But anyhow, um, so the the family members like, let's show them we mean business. And then the next post is like this tray of this very elderly couple and this table full of pints of beer and glasses of wine. They look totally shell-shocked, but that was another good 
the internet is good for something post definitely yeah, bless bless the little hearts what should we end on let's no one is more positive Oh my god, there was one about Tunnock's tea cakes, but it is about them going down the pan. It's because the quality is going down. No, apparently the, the appetite for them has gone down. Because these are the ones where like oh. the, um, it's like a biscuit base, isn't it? Buttery yeah. biscuit base. But they I have that marlow. Yeah, so I the texture for me is a bit much, like having the whole sensory thing. It's odd because yeah. you have this kind of plastic coating. And then it's soft. Coating. And, yeah. yeah, and then it's like a, a biscuit dome. thing at the back. Yeah, but the biscuit's not crunchy. It's as if a biscuit had been left out and got a bit soggy. Oh. But then the dome is like white, mar- like marlow or marshmallow type thing covered in chocolate. And they said that the next tea cakes, I think which have been around, so they're estimated like 1890, so over 100 years, Tenex tea cakes maker suffers 80% drop in profits, grappling with 80% plunge in profits despite hiking prices by 10 pence since 2022. So there's now this campaign of get eaten as much as you can to save the Tenex tea cakes. I think, it's so solemn duty. Uh, they, are they, the reason, I, f- I feel like I've got an MNS version. Shows how oh, that's that, a bit taller. That would be well nice. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be, but, at least the biscuit um, would be crunchy. And they remind me a bit of another thing that I never really liked that much, which are wagon wheels. And wagon oh, wheels, I always yeah. quite like the concept of them. But they also were like soft, chewy, like that kind of weird biscuity thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm, like, oh, yeah, and I just never really got on with them. What? Because what? I know we always talk about the really hot, important topics, but what's your favourite <laughs> biscuit, would you say? As in, oh, that's a big question. Do you mean... So not chocolate bar, so not like crunchy Snickers, so that, that's right. a chocolate bar, that's a treat. I mean like a biscuit, like those kind of things. Kit Kats, Time Outs, Penguins, Rich Teas, Digestive. Oh, God. It's definitely not going to be Rich Tea or Digestive. Those are okay. staple. Like, I'm happy to dunk them. Yeah, but it Does could it... choose something better, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Put you on the spot. What's yours? What's yours? What's yours? Let me ever think. I quite... I love a Gary Baldy. I don't know why I like them so much, <laughs> yeah. but they're quite chewy. That's something about chewiness for me. And I like... I like a good Florentine as well. You know, you have... It's like a little round thing. It's like a chocolate base, and then it has all nuts and raisins, like, swooshed on it. So it's not biscuity as such, but I would class them as a biscuit because I would have them with a cup okay. of tea, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Garibaldi's, I think, aren't elite for dipping because oh, I like what happens with the God, raisins yeah. because I always they, get rinsed something for happens. liking them. Yeah, yeah, it does. It yeah, does. Yeah. There's something like the extra chewiness about it. And yeah. I feel like sometimes they look a bit cardboardy and you're like, oh gosh. What yeah, 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 that's true. But they it's always come through. Yeah. I think that I, I'm hard pressed to pick what I do really like. I think if, because I think there's so many different scenarios. Oh my God. It's like Christmas biscuit, the biscuits that you dunk, because I do quite dunking crisp custard creams, but I don't really custard creams by themselves. I think they're a bit underwhelming. They're a bit sweet. I think if I, custard. Oh, whereas if you dip them then in like coffee, that kind of takes the edge off and it sweetens your coffee. I think if it's a biscuit that I'm just having by itself, I do quite like, oh God, it's just, there's just so many. If you made a cup of tea now and... So just think of something that you've got in your cupboard at the moment. What would be your first go-to that's not like a rich tea or a digestive now? Yeah, I think it probably would be a Garibaldi, actually. Um, it'd either be a Garibaldi, yeah, it'd just be a Garibaldi. I've just added Garibaldi now, to my Christmas list for when I do the <laughs> Christmas shopping. But I think of, in terms of biscuits that I'd have by themselves, but it would be a, probably a chocolate hobnob. I do quite like that Ooh. as like an individual biscuit yeah. experience. Yeah. Like I'd They're quite oaty, aren't like they? A, this, there's yeah. something to them. 
quite lucky. Gluten-free biscuits are so rubbish, but then like I normally do over Christmas, I just conveniently forget that I have no villi for about a month and just <laughs> oh. just eat, eat all the gluten. But I'm yeah, I'm going to add some serious Gary Baldiage to the cold Christmas list. Has to be. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. That's... Uh, oh. If, te- you know, if once... Tesco's still open now, I might go and get some. It's nearly 11 o'clock, but I'll be like, need some an emergency. <clears throat> yeah. One, one that I've Craving. developed a passion for recently is the Biscoff ones. You know, the Biscoff creams. Oh, I love Biscoff. They are yeah, so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, um, they feel that naughty. Biscoff spread. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah. They feel like, I feel like they're like, like, I feel very kind of European and upmarket, yeah, even though you can just get them somewhere. anywhere. Like, but oh, that Biscoff like... cream thing, like I could just eat that with a spoon, like proper yeah. filthy. Uh, I cut them till I feel a bit sick. No, yeah. It's, how do you stop? Like, yeah. yeah. But now I need to go and get some biscuits. Oh, like yeah, fair <laughs> I didn't eat stack. Okay, biscuits. we've come to time. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much for listening this far, guys. And thank you, Bethan. It's lovely to meet you in person and obviously to yes. catch up here. Like, we're glad you're not living in that toilet now. I know. Yeah. The really switch got... one. Yeah. It would have been an interesting echoey podcast, isn't it, to run from there? But do you imagine, like, like doing... So we're doing the panel at the DMET conference. Therusha's coming live via video link. Yes, yeah, that is a flash. toilet behind him. Yeah. In the background. Yeah, yeah. Added to the kind of tension in the room. Yeah. Oh, cool. Bye, everyone. And speak to you next week. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye.